I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. No! You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome back to Zombies Ate My Podcast. This is the one and only place for you to tune in for zombie survival preparations. That statement is entirely accurate unless you Google zombie podcasting, which will show up alongside some great others. But I'm Ryan Murphy, your host this week. Bob is unfortunately out tending to some busy nature. But speaking of busy, I've got the busy zombie lord here. Lou, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Ryan. How are you? You know what? I can't complain because guess what? Zombies, they're back. They are back in full force. And uh, (laughs) if our news is any indication, uh, there's going to be a lot of zombie news in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we're sort of heading into Comic-Con. Well, we aren't sort of. We are heading into the Comic-Con period in which we get a lot of zombie news. So right now, we're probably just going to be breaking down some of the announcements that have already happened and some of the announcements to look forward to at Comic-Con at the panels this weekend. So without further delay, let's get into it. has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. First up, let's start with the big one, which is The Walking Dead Season 7. We've got a character image that's teasing encounters with Lucille, uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan's favorite baseball bat. So, this is interesting. We've, we've talked a lot about how the season finale will be will be brought back into the season opener, which the season opener starts, will probably feature the, the season finale scene and then lead right into what we should have seen in April. But uh, right. uh, And we've talked about, well, how are they going to talk about season seven without spoiling the beginning, in which they've said they will not spoil the beginning. They will not... You will find out October 12th when it airs. So... It'll be interesting to see because they have a panel on Friday with all the people. Like, everybody you would want to see at a Walking Dead panel from Season 6, uh, they will be there, including Jeffrey Dean Morgan and executive producer and showrunner Scott Gimble. So, what do you think, Lou? I want to hear what your opinion is on what we're going to see at, at this panel. I think there's going to be a lot of talk about who's getting killed, but they're not going to say who it is. But I, I guarantee there's going to be a joke at least about every single one of them getting killed while on stage. They're going to tease and tease this death to, to the as much as they can. And if any indication, these photos from the teasers that they're putting online for the return is just more indication that expect more teasing. Because it's literally Lucille with each and every single one of them in front of the bat. Oh, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. Now I just scrolled down to take a take a peek, and it's pretty it's pretty scary um, to see that. And and knowing one of our one of our favorite characters, because this listing of characters, they're all sort of fan favorites. We all we all have uh, kind of an attachment to each of these, and yeah. um, they're pretty gruesome 
they're they're pretty scary and i don't think i felt this unsafe for our heroes in a very long time so yeah so comic-con's just around the corner the panel's uh friday at 1 p.m uh pacific uh i i would expect a season seven preview to to be online for all of us to witness but you're right like i don't think we're gonna get some solid answers as to what negan will be uh who Negan will be taking out. But I think we'll probably get a closer look at some of the other characters and settings that they're going to be introducing in Season 7 because what was introduced in Season 6 was sort of a, a preview of the the wider world that was out there. And as comic book readers know, there's more to the Negan era than just Lucille. There's there's the... What are they? The, the group of people. like I wanted to say the warriors, but I know that's not right. No, there's two or three of the, uh, two or three towns that they end up dealing with. I can't think of their names at the moment. Like the but. high, the Highland Highlander. No, that's not right either. Uh, the, the the horse guys uh, is is probably the best way to put it. But where's Bob when you need him? Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to this panel. I I cannot wait to see more of of Walking Dead and. Is there a Fear the Walking Dead panel, or did they just leave that out I was drive? about to ask you the same thing. Well, let's quickly use the power of the internet to find out. I know Fear the Walking Dead returns uh, mid-August. In August. Yeah. Uh, I don't see why they would need a whole panel for it, because that show's kind of floundering, in my opinion. But uh, uh, Its numbers are not doing good, so I really wouldn't be surprised if we get one more season out of it and it's gone, if the numbers don't come up, pick up. Uh, okay, so Fear the Walking Dead, San Diego Comic-Con panel will be a thing. And it's, uh, it looks like it's July, it's also July 22nd at noon. So it's an hour before The Walking Dead. So that's, I don't know. I don't know if it's exciting. I'm I'm more interested to see how they preview season seven than I am the later half of Fear now the Walking I have, Dead. Now I have a question for you. Okay. Are you, and it goes right into our next our next news headline. Are you excited for the nation? It's gonna get a comic book. Um, no. Not really. No. I I've watched uh, a couple episodes of Z Nation and it's just not my jam. I I've watched the whole first season. And I don't know how I feel about going into season. I, I, it hasn't motivated me enough to watch season two. The whole thing mm. is on Netflix now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all it's all on Netflix. Uh, I mean, a prequel comic could be interesting, could be doable, because you can you can create an interesting story and setting without having to worry about having a big budget to sort of display your your creative ideas. And I think that was the issue with Z Nation is the budget just wasn't quite, quite there for me in terms of the acting and um, the effects and stuff and, and the story and what the, the settings. So maybe with the comic they can, they can get a bit of a, a leg up, but um, I'm not a big comic guy. Like I, I'm really just not a big comic guy. You read a lot of comics, don't you? Yeah. So are you interested in picking up this prequel? No. Oh, okay. Is it the subject matter or? <laughs> it's, it's, I don't enjoy, the show is okay. You're right. It's okay. I'm not enthralled to like sit through it every week. And it's, in fact, it's, it's hard to even get me to sit through like an entire episode. Like I have to watch the episode in chunks and then I get bored. Hmm. 
Yeah. Well, so I mean, the fact that there's a comic says that there is an audience for it. They wouldn't be doing the comic if there wasn't an audience. And I know that Z Nation has been picked up for like two or three more seasons. Right. Yeah. And and speaking of comics, there's another comic story you've put in here. Uh, a new Image Comics release, Cannibal Number One. It's not. I mean, it's kind of zombies, kind of not zombies. But I thought that this was interesting. Mm-hmm. Image has a comic, and the basic idea is that in a small town in the Everglades, uh, there's a new virus that causes the infected people to crave human flesh, and that there's no that there's no cure, and that the people are forced to be cannibals but what ends up happening is, is after you've eaten a person you go back to being normal and you have to deal with the fact that you killed somebody that is freaking dark it's really dark and it is very much in the vein of a zombie story yeah it's almost like it, it's like a, a zombie in a way it's sort of like a zombie virus that you know after you eat a person you go back to being normal it's yeah, that's really dark. I, I don't know if I personally could could handle that type of story because it's really kind of gross. But I, I like the sort of comparison to it being an allegory for drug addiction, which is, you know, like any addiction, when you fall off the wagon and you, 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 you go at it and you're like, oh, man, this was great. And then right afterwards you feel that remorse and guilt and... and it's an interesting combination between the the subject the genre the genre of zombies and and kind of looking at drug addictions kind of similar to how um, Stanley looking guy George uh, Romero how he would sort of combine zombies and commercialism in his yeah. first so this is sort of in that vein and I'm sure George Romero is like oh man I didn't even think about that like he's already done this oh he's already he's he's already done drug addiction. He, uh, not necessarily drug addiction, but uh, what was that movie they remade a couple years ago with the zombies? And mm-hmm. we covered it on the show. It has, what's his name from Justified? Uh, the Timothy Crazies. All- oh, oh, yeah, 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 The Crazies, yeah. The original Crazies was a George Romero film. And that's the, his drug addiction thing? It, it, it's, it's really like a rabies outbreak in a town where people be, basically go crazy. Uh, and it's 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 it feels sort of like this all right well i mean i guess uh they like they always say george romero always did it first so in a way that's the simpsons but uh speaking of some really exciting uh news on television um ash vs. the evil dead you you asked me to watch the red band trailer before we started recording and you did not disappoint because that's a it's a really good trailer um, it, it it is. I mean, I really loved the first season. It was probably one of my favorite shows last year, and after watching it, I wasn't sure if they could what they would do with the season two, um, because of the way it ends. I I saw what they wanted to do with it, but I wasn't sure if they could pull it off. This trailer tells me that they've pulled it off, mm-hmm. and. Uh- I'm really excited for this now. Yeah, I enjoyed the first... I, I I will, full disclosure, I watched the first eight episodes of the first season. I need to finish it. And you had said prior to recording that the last two episodes are some of the best television in terms of uh, the show. Yeah. And I need to catch up because that trailer just made me want to watch it. Because I, I, I enjoyed myself while I was watching it. It's just... 
I, I guess I just never came back to it. So the trailer starts off where you said the season one ends and yeah. Ash basically gets dragged back into um, this whole hellscape. The season one ends on kind of uh, a, a, a moot point. They don't win, but they don't necessarily lose either. And uh, Ash is put in a predicament where, like, he 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 might not be able to win, and so he makes a decision to delay the inevitable. Kind of is what ends up happening. Mm. And this season picks up right where that leaves off. It seems like it's like a month or two later, and uh, and everything is back. Okay. Well, I I for one am enjoying the fact that we have more zombie content coming and here that is really easy to digest and, and a lot of fun. So I'm, I, I got to say the more. thing that excite me, excites me the most is Ted Raimi has, is in this season. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he looks great in the trailer. Like he, yep. he holds up real well. And I can't remember if, if Ted Raimi was in any of the original the, evil dead. He was, he was in, he has a cameo in, uh, army of darkness and he was on set for both of the other two films. He he worked in the back oh. with like with uh, production. I can um, see him being like a cloaked figure in in Army of Darkness, where he's back there. And... I, I think he even has dialogue, but he's so young in it, you wouldn't recognize him. What if he came? What if the storyline is he came back with? Uh, it can't happen because Army of Darkness is not tied into this series. Oh, really? It's just a continuation. Oh, right. We've talked. It's just a continuation of Evil Dead Two, which is essentially yep. Evil Dead. So there's really yep. only one movie story connected to the show. Right. Oh, okay. Well, um, what about the board game? Is the board game connected to the TV show? Not at all. Oh. But, uh, the, the, the board game, which has been in the pro- process of being kickstarted. They've started releasing um, uh, details on what's coming. It funded apparently in less than eight hours their board game. Well, they only asked for seventy thousand, and it's currently sitting at three hundred and twenty thousand. So that's that's funded uh, quite well. And they've started releasing more details of what the board will look like, what the cards will look like, and it is very much an evil dead. The art style is really nice. The layout of how things are going to work is really creative. Hmm. I I'm actually really excited for this. I'm cautiously optimistic, and you know what? I I'm not a just like I'm not a big cardboard cardboard. I'm not a big comic book fan, comic book reader. I'm also not a big game board player because I find that a lot of the games that I would be interested in, I find it very difficult to get a, a, enough people together to play these things. But I do appreciate that they're making these games and that people will really enjoy them and. Uh, Evil Dead 2, the board game, sounds like it would be a lot of fun. And I, I, I hope that at some point I get a chance to play it. And it's great that they are showcasing the game in its early prototypes for for, for Kickstarter people and, and people who may just be interested in picking up the game. Uh, are you going to pick this up? Is this something you're interested I in? I think this is something I am going to buy. I have uh, a, a regular group of friends that we get together and play board games on, on occasion. So this would definitely be something I think would be fun to play together. Cool. Well, I I, I want to re- I want you to report back. So when it comes out, are you going to back the Kickstarter or just wait till it's available? I'll wait till it's available. I try not to do Kickstarter stuff anymore because I've been burned a couple times. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. 
I feel you. Um, how do you feel about Stephen King? I like Stephen King. I have to like Stephen King. I come from his state. He's in, he's he's a state treasure here in Maine. Okay. How do you feel about John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson? I'm really worried. You're worried about those two in in, in, in combo movie, movie cell. <laughs> I'm worried about this movie because we've talked about this movie for what almost two years now, I think, yeah. or three. That this movie was in production and then it never came out, and then we were there was talk that it was going to be in theaters, and then it never came out. And apparently it's now on demand in video uh, video on demand. And in September it's coming to DVD and Blu-ray. And it never got a theatrical release. So that either means that it's really weird and it couldn't get it. It couldn't get an audience. Uh, they they or it's really bad, and they're pushing it out on us. Well, uh, judging by IMDb, four point four out of ten. Metacritic, thirty-seven percent. So over, a, you know, about a, a two point two stars ish, I'd say. And I don't know. Maybe this is another movie we add to our sort of list of we're waiting for more news. Let's watch a movie. So definitely. I don't know, but I I'm. Probably not going to pick this up on Blu-ray, but uh, no, me neither. But I, I will at least watch it if when it comes up. On. Yeah. For for those looking to complete their Stephen King collection, physical collection, they'll be happy to know that it comes out in September. But speaking of movies, they'll also be happy to know that we've been busy watching a lot of movies, and we wanted to give a quick sneak peek at uh, Dead Rising Endgame, but also talk about another film. So let's get into that. Zombie topic of the week. So, Lou, before we touch on Dead Rising, I want to hear your take on Pandemic, which is the first-person zombie movie, right? Yes. Um, and let me say, if you're expecting Pandemic to be hardcore Henry, it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, at all. Um. Hardcore Henry is a is shot in first person in the same kind of perspective, uh, and it's full of action and stunts, and that's not what you're getting in this movie. This movie is very much, um, it's a very drama-filled, depressing, and I want to emphasize that this movie is super depressing. Like, makes an episode of The Walking Dead seem positive. Hmm. Okay. Um, remember a few months back, uh, just before this came out, we discussed uh, uh, that there was a short video of it, of like them showing the introduction of like the various zombie types, and then it, there was a jump scare at the end. Yeah. That's about the best part of the whole movie. Oh. So would you necessarily like recommend it to people? I would say you really like zombie movies this is worth watching just to see some of the interesting stuff in it mm -hmm. uh do not expect go into this expecting a good time um i was going into this expecting it to be an action movie because that's the way all the trailers kind of sell it to you and there are some action sequences but there is a lot of dialogue in this mm -hmm. and the story is so generic okay it's very 
exactly paint by numbers zombie story. Yeah, and that's something I'm kind of. Which I, it, 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 that's what upset me was they get the, okay. It begins with our hero played mm-hmm. by Rachel Nichols, and she's she's supposed to be a doctor, and there is a military base that they're on. She was recently recently rescued. She's supposed to be a CD, CDC um, lab technician, and they've been sending out squads of people into the the basically the zombie apocalypse to bring back survivors that are non-infected. Right. And they're one of the last teams they sent out didn't come back. Hmm. And they're being sent on the reconnaissance mission to go and get the, the get these people. And they've been told that everybody's expendable. Right. And so it's it's interesting. So the the idea is is that there's each one of them has a role. She's this she's the doctor. Uh, uh, what's his name? Alfie Allen from Game of Thrones, who plays um, Greyjoy. Oh, he is a he is the bus driver that drives their bus. He's in it. Is it, he, it, he's, he's the best part of the whole thing? Oh, okay. He's also in another movie, not zombie related, but isn't he one of the characters in that um, John uh, Keanu Reeves movie? Keanu Reeves movie, yes. Yeah, okay. He's the bad guy in that. Oh, okay. I need to watch that as well. But I just, sorry, I'm off on a tangent. So no, no, no. And, and he's the driver. Uh, this other woman, she's the navigator, and then Mackay Pfeiffer is the soldier. And what you realize five minutes into the film is there each one of them is a trope. Right. Uh, the navigator just lost her son, so she's kind of like weepy and depressed. Uh, Mackay Pfeiffer's wife is in the team that's missing, so he's angry and he wants to get there as soon as possible. And nothing is ever good enough because he needs to go rescue his wife. And right off the bat, the the CD, the guy in charge of the base tells Rachel Nichols she's in charge. And the first thing Mackay Pfeiffer's character does is he pulls the asshole soldier and kicks her in the head and tells her she does what he says or he leaves her to die. Literally kicks her in the head? Almost literally. He basically smacks her upside the head Ooh. and tells her that like you, that either you make yourself useful or I'll leave you for dead because I don't have time for you. So uh, Pandemic is uh, – it looks like it's got a, a five-star rating, which uh, – or sorry – uh, <laughs> five out of ten so not not too bad but it's okay and you know and the the camera angle that they give it's really neat the way they do it because the idea is is that each one of their suits has a camera so that anybody can pick up the data off their camera and watch them so as the film is untold it's from each one of the four characters perspectives mm-hmm. so it's not just all from Rachel Nichols perspective it's at one point, it's it's the the bus driver's perspective, or the navigator's perspective, or there's a sequence in which the soldier guy is shooting a bunch of people, and you get it from his perspective. And later on, there's another point where one of them ends up taking off his suit and giving it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And when that person is in the suit, you get a whole portion of the of the of the story from their perspective, and that's neat. Like that's what I wanted to see. The problem is, is it's so full of like 
There's nothing hopeful the whole movie. Like, when they go out into the wasteland, it's literally like they're like, yep, we're going to die out here. So, uh, Rachel Nichols, where, where would I know her from? She's in that uh, show Continuum. Okay, what's Continuum? It's a Canadian sci-fi show. Oh, okay. And and she's the star in that one? She's the star in that. She was also in... She played uh, uh, Scarlet in the G.I. Joe movie, Rise ah. of Cope. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. I had such a good time just watching zombie content with the next movie we're going to talk about that it would be nice to it's nice to just sit back and watch a movie it doesn't have to be perfect it just has to be something that's that's remotely entertaining so so at the end of the day uh being a zombie fan not a lot out there is pandemic something that people should seek out should i watch this just for the hell of it like if I would say if you're bored on a Saturday afternoon and you're looking for something with zombies, you could certainly do worse than Pandemic. Mm-hmm. But if first-person perspective stuff is not your thing and you're not looking to be let down on a depressing note at the end of the end of a movie, um, then this is uh, this is worth a watch. Okay. But I wouldn't I wouldn't be like this wouldn't be the next thing I watch on my Netflix queue. Okay. Well, um, speaking of a, a movie I watched on a Saturday evening and had a great time, we're quickly going to talk about Dead Rising Endgame because it's a, it's, it's a movie we're going to talk about next week once Bob returns and, and cover a bit of uh, Comic-Con news. But we wanted to just give a quick teaser because we've been talking about it a long time and we didn't want to quite leave it hanging like we did with Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies for quite so long. So Dead Rising Endgame, watched it on Saturday evening with, uh, with a buddy and just sat back and had a had a pretty great time with it i i mean by no means is is it the best movie ever made but it's a competent video game movie Um, it's a competent video game movie and i will say i enjoyed my time with it i didn't love the movie oh yeah. like it's a solid solid middle of the road sure uh it was i definitely enjoyed my time with it more than i did with pandemic i would Um, say it's better than the first one in some uh, regards, in some regards, the action sequences are better than it was in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say story-wise, it is nowhere near as good as the first one. The first one, the storyline is pretty clear and to the point, and you understand what's going on at every at, at, at every moment. This thing was, if I looked away from the screen for a second, I felt like I missed ten ten points of dialogue that right. explained what was going on. Well, there, yeah, there are some points where in the movie where they don't quite, they quickly like throw out like you should understand what's going on, but here's a quick synopsis. Okay, moving on, and it's pretty easy to miss some of that stuff, and I agree. But for the most part, when when I kind of thought about it, so the plot basically is it's two years after the first movie, uh, and you know, crack reporter, uh, what's his face, he's yeah. he's trying to sort out what the military is doing in in the contaminated zone. And I guess the and military is a warrant out for his arrest. Yeah, because he he watches something go down that's pretty gnarly, and he goes back in because the military has some sort of uh, agreement with the creators of the Zombrex to uh, it's kind of like a kill switch for all zombies. So he's going in to shut it down manually because you can't you can't hack in from afar. You got to do it in in the facility which they have put the facility in the middle of the dead zone so that's the basic plot 
and uh, the one the one thing I'll say that I didn't enjoy was that it felt like the uh, zombie effects had gone way downhill from the last one. Yes, there was a point in which the film has a great action sequence, mm-hmm. but the action sequence is diminished because it literally looks like they took the same guy in every single video dressed as a zombie. The the character gets attacked by a zombie, and it looks like it's the same rubber mask on the guy, but they changed the suit. And then that zombie gets killed. And then another zombie comes at him, and it looks like it's the same rubber mask, but with a different set of clothes on. Uh-huh. And it happens like six or seven times Whoa. where it's the same rubber mask and a guy with the same... And I was like, okay, the fighting in this, the action sequence is really good, but I can tell that they're reusing the same stuff. Dude, over there's over. literally a guy in a mask, in a zombie mask. Like, this is the thing I don't understand is it's... There, there are some great indie, uh, some great people out there creating zombie makeup for a fraction of the cost that it would get to say get the uh, Walking Dead guys to make make zombie makeup, and they literally put like a plastic mask on someone, and it it wobbles when someone gets. It's it's weird because the movie takes itself pretty seriously. Like, there's not a lot of comedic. Super seriously, beats. almost. It, the last movie had 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 comedic notes to it sure this movie does not have anything funny yeah and which i think was to its detriment i think i would have enjoyed it more and it would have wouldn't have been middle of the road if there had been some humor and the funny bits that it does try to to display aren't um aren't tongue-in-cheek enough like there's not an there's not enough like like in the first one it it opens up with a clown zombie and there's some honk nose going on which is funny and yeah. it works in this there's there's nothing so front and center in the comedic values like there's no rob riggle there's no uh frank frank and, West. Not, and not only that but it is the biggest waste of of billy zane ever yeah billy, billy zane's zane in the movie if billy zane's in the movie and i didn't even realize who billy zane was mm-hmm. because they spend most of the movie with a mask over his face yeah, it's and then weird. when it fi- and and I and I kept thinking maybe that is him, and then eventually, uh, as eventually, he uh, shows up, takes the mask off, and you realize it's him, and then it was like, oh, how much more Billy Zane are we gonna get in the movie? And then he dies, and you go, oh, really? Well, I was gonna say uh, we probably should keep well spoilers, whatever. Um, we'll we'll do a more in depth spoiler review next week, but yeah, he's. He's not in the movie for very long, and when he does eventually show up, it's like, yeah, you're you're this guy is making it alive, and you can that's a pretty easy prediction. But um, we'll we'll talk uh, a hell of a lot more about it uh, next week, and we'll have some audio clips because there's a lot to pull out here. Uh, but no Frank West, but there is a tie-in to the games. Um, you if you blink, you miss it, and it's uh, it's an appearance of a video game character, and it's. It's very cameo-ish, whereas the first one with Frank West felt like it fit, but it, yeah. in this one, it's so like, oh, uh, this guy, and, and it briefly mentions some stuff from the game, like some overarching storyline from the game, and it's like, that's so cheap. Like, come on. don't You didn't need to do that, but they did it, and did you catch that? 
No. Okay. So we, we'll talk about it next week for sure. And I'm getting a correction on, or not a correction, but uh, some more information from Twitter that uh, uh, Rochelle Nichols, Rachel Nichols, sorry. Yep. she's. She, I saw on IMDb she's credited from Star Trek, and it turns out she's the green girl Kirk was with when Uhura the, walks in. So you, 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 you should give credit where it's due. This is from Growly Bear. Sorry, Growly Bear. Yeah, who's, he's who's, listening who's, live and apparently tweeting is tweeting us info as we speak. So he's thank probably you, ecstatic Bear. that we did a show tonight, and I'm glad that uh, <laughs> Growly Bear is listening. But uh, yeah, and again, if you want to tune in live uh, when we do go live, it's Wednesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, Alpha Geek Radio, Channel 1. And you, too, can uh, give us Twitter information live on the show. Interactions. Uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash zombiesatemypodcast to support the show. Listening is one way of supporting, but another way is to subscribe to our Patreon for some awesome rewards and additional content for the show. So looking forward to unlocking more of that. Uh, But yeah, great show. Thanks, Lou. I'm glad we were able to get together and have a quick chat about some zombie news. Because guess what? Next week, the floodgates open and Comic-Con will be over and we'll be able to talk about all the cool stuff. Damn right. Yeah, man. Why don't you uh, run down where everyone can find us, and we will uh, we'll get out of here. I would, Ryan, but I closed the notes already. Oh, so okay. Give me a second. I can do it. I can do it. I just figured I, I've been talking a lot, and uh, I'd, I'd give you a chance. But um, you can go to our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can email us, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can also find some handy-dandy social links like Growly Bear used. Uh, follow us on Twitter like us on facebook we're on google plus but you know what twitter and facebook are good yeah i i can't remember the last time i seriously used it but if you want to follow individual hosts on twitter you can find myself at r murphy lou at busy zombie lord sorry lou at busy zombie lord and bob at bobbert f finally a quick shout out to joel duggan for the artwork you can check out more of his stuff at joelduggan.com he's actually got a kickstarter that he's running with uh, piper thibodeau uh i think it it's over in a couple days so if you haven't checked it out some really great art and i'm sure there's a at least one zombie print in there I wouldn't i'm pretty be sure there is yeah so check that out kickstarter just search for forge publishing or uh, piper thibodeau and that'll come up and a uh, quick tease actually we're coming up on our third year anniversary oh no we already had this conversation it's not our third year is it it's our fourth yes yeah sorry our fourth year anniversary and guess what four years of the same website it's starting to show, so I'm uh, I'm working on some stuff, and hoping to launch a new look and feel for our fourth year anniversary in September. So look forward to that. Lou, why don't you uh, leave the fine folks with some parting words of wisdom? Always remember to be like Ash and shoot them in the head. Saw them in the head. There's a lot of true, a lot of sawing. All right, thank you, and uh, we out. 